One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to your 8th, ninth, or 10th favorite reality TV recap podcast hosted by an international uh-huh. monogamous, yes. transatlantic, yeah. cold, very cold, very cold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the weather has turned. We're in the cabin and it's pitch black outside and it is barely evening. And this what country's it, dumb. And what is a British podcast without talking about the weather? What now, as we say all the time with our opening, if you are one of those things or none of those things, if you're all of those things or none of those things, we are a very broad church. We do ask that you not bring in hot food, but we've got two newcomers sitting at the front here. They could be described as hot food. They're pretty enough to eat and they're hot <laughs> who've we got do you want to do you want to stand up and introduce yourselves newcomers <laughs> it's like an aa meeting <laughs> my name is and i'm a celebrity from a tv show um who who have we here we've got shane and matt from 90 day fiance uk now we've kept this under wraps and we want to thank our Patreon, our Patreonies for keeping this news under wraps because we've been very, very excited about this. And so this is like a huge surprise to everybody else. Thank you all for keeping the secret. Shane and Mart, welcome. Um, you are not so far away. You're in North Devon, is it? Yeah, it's not too far away. Yeah, yeah, we were meant to be in Devon this week. Uh, yeah, we were we talking were about my mum off, yeah. off, off air a minute ago. <laughs> yeah, she lives in Poole. So if you run into her, just <laughs> do whatever she wants <laughs> as quickly as she asks for it, right? <laughs> Otherwise, there'll be trouble. <laughs> so, no, we love kind of Devon, Dorset, Cornwall. Yeah. It's the pretty part of the country, isn't it? It's a very nice place. It's like definitely the gem of the UK, I'd definitely say. And it's definitely the gem of any of the places that have been filmed <laughs> on 90 Day UK. Clacton. <laughs> Poor Clacton. Oh, bless him. We've got family out that way. Yeah. So, yeah. like, we, we get it. But 
in season one, we were we were very worried about the state of of the representation of, of the UK. Everyone was in the same place for season one. They were all in. It was all North Yorkshire or West Yorkshire, wasn't it? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Something like that. We're going to get in trouble old. for that. We always do. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh. <laughs> so, how is married life? Yeah, it's good. It's a bit boring. Um, oh. <laughs> it's good. Um, I think the excitement of the last sort of 12 months it's all sort of died down the show was finished all the the stress of the wedding um moving from turkey to england flying backwards and forwards um it's all just died down now and it's just very it's just very calm and relaxed isn't it there's not a lot going on yeah but it's nice it's really nice are you able to go to waitrose and kind of go to the corner shop and things without getting hassled I wish I could go to Waitrose. I wish I had that. (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking about the duck that you brought home, Mert, after your your big Waitrose splurge. Oh, is he bringing it? Oh, the duck is always on hand. Uh, Oh, amazing. I love Um, the duck. um, I think we went on a TikTok live the other week. And we asked people to TikTok to name the duck. So she's now called Daisy. Okay. Aww. She hops around the house a little bit. She's got quite a place in the bathroom, then in the kitchen. Sometimes she's in the living room. So she's a well-traveled duck. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think... It's a sound investment then. Yeah, it was. Um, the joy it's given you. Yeah, I mean, when he first brought her home, I wanted to um, put it where the sun didn't shine. <laughs> yeah, now, now that... Well, she's part of the family now, Daisy. <laughs> oh, it's your firstborn. It's a beautiful wow, thing. A second, because we've got the cat candy. So. Oh, that's right. And I've always wanted a duck, but we can't have a duck when a real one because of the cat. So I've got this um, pottery duck, which is very nice. <laughs> I would suggest getting a pottery cat instead and a real duck. She <laughs> <laughs> brings in mice and different things. And um, she's a right little hunter-gatherer, but. I think a duck would be a lot less um, stressful. We have two dogs and the one of them is a Frenchie. And we had uh, like a, it was a mockingbird, wasn't it? I don't know. Sorry. No, it wasn't. What am I doing? What storybook have I had my head in today? A mockingbird. I don't even know what a mockingbird looks like. It was the Frenchies in the Hunger Games. (laughs) It was a magpie. A magpie flew into the house and the Frenchie like leapt into the air, caught the bird in his mouth. And I'm like screaming. I'm like, Robin, like I couldn't even form the words. I was so upset. <laughs> but the bird was fine. The dog was fine. I had just never seen anything so savage like that. Up close. Yeah, they could be pretty savage. Clean, doesn't it? You just don't expect it. Yeah, I had a crazy cat, um, Pookie, named after Garfield's teddy bear when I was a kid. And I used to come down in the morning and find these really expensive koi carp. You know how like koi carp costs yeah. like thousands of pounds? And I find these incredibly expensive fish just flapping on the floor <laughs> that the cat has stolen, like from some rich neighbor's pond or something, and just come down and find thousands of pounds slowly dying before my eyes. It's a very handy cat if you can keep the fish alive. 
he just brought them as gifts. He never murdered them. The only thing that he he would leave that was dead were were his his tots, his poos, which he would leave in my sister's shoes. So I kind of love that cat for that, just because he would poop <laughs> in her shoes. Yeah, it's good. Have we gone off topic? Yes, we have a little bit. Yeah. Um. So Shane, I our American listeners. Um, may not have caught the the piece that you wrote in Metro that I thought was beautiful in early September. Have you had you done much writing before that? Has that been an interest of yours? So that was the first bit of like um, real writing I'd ever done. Um, when I was in school, I was quite I didn't know whether I wanted to be like a journalist. I wanted to go down so many different avenues when I was in school, and I've always been pretty good at writing. Um, but these days, you just I'm always texting and you're always on your phone. And yeah. it was the first time in a long time I actually sat down with a pen and paper and wrote down everything. Um, admittedly, I think three quarters of it had to be cut out because I put so much detail in. Um, I think they only wanted like 1,200 words and I think I wrote 4,000. Cut, cutting things down is the night. I mean, I was a journalist for many, 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 many years. And that's the hardest bit by a million miles. Like getting it out, like writing, you just say what you would say, right? It's actually, right? And but it's getting things to length. Going and going and going. Yeah. Aww. Well, it was an amazing article. And there were, there were a few things that I, a, a few things that I wanted to pull out. If you don't mind, if it's not, um, about your story and how you met, because I th- I think they sort of glossed over this and I uh, on the show. Um, so, like all great modern love stories, you d- you met on an app. Um, yeah, and you were you were at this point. It's weird to meet someone another way, right? If <laughs> if, if friends of yours said now it's. Oh, I saw her in a supermarket. I went up to her. I said that she was most. Be- you'd be like, "You are a creep." That is yeah, disgusting. Yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you don't meet on an app now, it's weird. But yeah, yeah, and um, you found out that later that Mert, you traveled three hundred miles and spent over four hundred pounds. So that's like five hundred dollars on a taxi. For the first date just to come. Big Bears. Because I always uh, listen to my heart, um, uh, you know, uh, if you're driving somewhere from Durham to London, you put in the car uh, app, the location, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, but my location for my life, my heart is my location. Uh, I am listening to my heart. My heart tell me just go and the uh, first day for my whole day I am being uh, there that after morning time I said if uh, I wanna come and see you. I was surprised I come to see you. Just I can't. I don't want uh, I have booked for three days all day, but first day I direct turned my mind. I'm going to see a shame. Aww. And went mine, but in depth, yeah. So, obviously, like, I flew to Turkey um, to be with my sister while she was having surgery. Um, I was originally going to stay in the hospital with her, um, and I was going to just look after her, blah, blah, blah. And I think it was just before we left Heathrow, I thought to myself, 
I don't really like hospitals. I'm not good with all the bleeping. I need to get some good night's sleep. Um, yeah. And I need to be rested for my sister. So I decided to book myself into a into an hotel. Um, I think it was like two streets away. So I thought, yeah, that's fine. Got into Turkey. I downloaded um, Grindr. Wasn't looking for anything in particular. Uh, I just wanted somebody LGBT friendly that wasn't going to like kidnap me, wasn't going to murder me. <laughs> <laughs> and just someone that like, I wasn't looking for anything. I was just looking for a bit of company in the evenings just to, uh, while my sister was having surgery, so when I could have like, some food with, someone that could show me around. Um, and this handsome man popped up as the first person. Um, but he was on a holiday in another part of Turkey. So I had some locations. Yeah, I thought he was from the area that I was in. So I was like, oh, okay. He said, oh, I'm not in the area. Um, and he said that he was a different part of Turkey on holiday. And he said, if I, have, if I come back and you're still in Turkey, I'd love to meet up with you. Um, and then that was that. And then I think probably six hours later, he said, I've changed my mind. I'm coming back to see you. He'd only been there a day. That's awesome. That's incredible. But I'm not buying this. Oh, I just wanted to find, you know, friends, people to hang. This is all a bit Sophie from uh, 90 Day Fiance original recipe. Are you watching that at the moment? No, I've not watched it. Do you not watch? All right, there's a girl called Sophie. And <laughs> she, am I not? No. I just thought we're having a nice <laughs> conversation. Um, anyway, it's... Well, d- she claimed she <laughs> was using Bumble just to make friends, and I'm, I ain't buying none of it. <laughs> I'm buying it. Um, so another, and then uh, it said in the article, uh, and I'm quoting here, <clears throat> at departures, he presented me with a passport photo of himself, the date of the day we first met written on the back. Alongside it read, I will love you forever, my wife. Yeah. So. <laughs> obviously, obviously we, when we were going back to the airport, we asked the transfer from the ho- uh, from the hospital, and I think Matt's actually going to go and see if he can find it. Um, we asked if he could get into the um, the transfer with us back to the um, airport. Let me tell you, I cried the whole way. I've known this man for six days, told him I loved him on day five, and that was it. I was madly in love with him. And I was crying and crying and crying at the back of this taxi. My sister's all bandaged up, ready to go back to England. and um, so this is the oh. So he actually gave it to me in the taxi. Um, so this oh. is quite photos of him. It's a passport photo. No one looks no. good on a passport photo. So he gave it to me. He says, "Like Shane and Matt, I will love you forever. I, I will never leave you alone, my love." Um, so. And then I think we just got to the airport and you just disappeared from me. And I thought, oh, my God, maybe this was all, like, fake. Maybe it was all a joke. He's given me this thing and he's just vanished at the airport. Um, and then you came back, didn't you, with um, 200 cigarettes for me? Because he <laughs> this is a really funny story. His favourite cigarettes in Turkey are Parliament cigarettes. And we used to smoke them all the time. Oh, my God. Okay. I feel – I'm sorry. I get so excited. I d- I'm an ex-smoker. And I love Parliament Lights were the love of my life right. for about 15 years. Like I started I know, smoking I when I was 15. Lights. Parliament Lights. Yeah. He's actually got some here as well. <laughs> no, don't. Mark's going to send some for you. You're getting smoking get... again. <laughs> <laughs> 
No way. So we, we were smoking those in Turkey. And he came back. Um, after there was me thinking he'd just done a runner and he came back with these cigarettes. And he was like, this is something else for you. Excuse me. I'm using this smoke maybe totally 17 years. Parliament. 17 years. You like, you yeah, not, not bad for hair, hair, but I can't stop. There's <laughs> nothing, there's nothing better. And I tried, when I tried to quit the first like four times, I would be like, okay, I'm just going to smoke Newports mm-hmm. or I'm going to, sp- because I really hate menthol. Um, and then I got addicted to menthol Yeah, and it never quite works, but that's parliament lights. That was, that's my brand wow. and I never see it over here. I, I know like, I, I'd never <laughs> even seen them before, but he said to me, when you go back to England, every time you have a cigarette, you'll think of me. Cause these were our favorite cigarettes. It was cheesy, but it was cute. Blighty Day Fiance would like to make it clear that in no way do we endorse smoking. We think it's a terrible idea for anyone to start. That said, it is cool and sexy. It's very cool. It's very sexy. And we bonded over smoking yes. too. Like yes. we were like the last two smokers in all of London. And we had to we had to quit because um of my beautiful stepson, Alfie, not his real name. But real name. you know, when we when we moved into each other, when we moved in with. when we moved in with each other yeah that it was like okay that's well i'd yeah. already stopped around him that's the thing you were just my oh i can have a cigarette with someone again buddy i know Smoking i was brings like people together right <laughs> it does it does like it's, if, if you make friends you make you see people when you do up when you go outside and have a cigarette yeah. All the other smokers, you get a chat, or can I borrow your lighter, or what are you smoking? It's cold out here today. Right. Right, for with friendships in the smoking shelter. You always do. I'm old enough to remember when they had like smoking rooms in offices. Um, and again, like all the cool kids would be in the smoking room, and that's where you'd sort of bitch about the management because uh, <laughs> they'd never go in there. It was all sort of like it was like the equivalent of a union or something. We'd all be in there smoking our tabs, complaining, <laughs> but we got really close because of it. I miss all that, but obviously, kids never start smoking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so an- another thing that I thought was was really interesting, and I am saving the the best for last, and and we'll move beyond the interview. But um, another thing that I thought was really interesting was we got to see the proposal on the show, obviously, which was incredible. And so, and honestly, I've been watching all of the 90 day shows for like since season one, I think when I moved over here, uh, kind of permanently, I maybe missed a season or two, but like, I'm a very loyal viewer of, of that. And there's never been a more, and I, I'm not just saying this to kiss your ass. Like there has honestly never been a more moving proposal and there's never been one that meant more than yours. Right. And then I found out in reading um, the piece that you wrote that you were actually going to propose to him, yeah. to Mert. So I think it was, I don't know when I decided, it was a couple of weeks beforehand um, that I was going to propose, but I didn't know what his ring size was. Um, I didn't know um, sort of what he would like. Um, he's got a... Um, an eagle on his um, chest is like a tattoo. 
and I found online this eagle. Uh, it's like um, it's like, a, it's like a signal with an eagle. Oh right! And um, so I thought, oh, that's gorgeous. I thought maybe he'd like that. Um, but no, I think I'd been every day that we were in Turkey. I was thinking, right, today's the day. The day that he gave me the bracelet um, that was in the little teapot was the day I was going to propose, but it just didn't seem like the right moment. Um, the spark just wasn't there. I just didn't feel um, it didn't feel like it was the right time. And obviously, when he gave me the present, then I thought, right, no, I'll do it the next day. Then I'll do it the next day. And um, when we when we got on the boat, and I was like, wow, like this is amazing. And when he got down on one knee, I thought. Right now, it's now or never. Like, I haven't got any more time. I'm going to have to do it now. Yeah. Um, but I just think it was so magical. And you blew it out the water. I mean, I've been watching TV, reality TV, everything since I was yay big. And it was definitely the best proposal I've ever seen in real life on TV. Ah. Yeah. That's and- the whole thing with you two. Like, I'm good with a bit of drama. I can handle a bit of drama. What I don't like is when you get the feeling that people are on just because of drama. But yeah. what I really, really love, what I crave, what I need is... Is people to root for. Genuine, and, yeah. genuine love. Yeah. It's actually, like, we see so many, like, love stories on TV and in movies and stuff, but there's something about actually seeing people properly falling in love which you only get on shows like this. And it's still, even on shows like this, it's still really rare. But you two, Katie and Alejandro are a bit like it in season one as well. And obviously that is what it is and it's really sad and stuff. But like, give me a couple like you to root for and I can watch the show. But if there isn't one, I sort of wonder what it's all for. But I can't think in any of the franchises of a love story that's as kind of beautiful as you two. Really and truly. And I, I forgive me for picking up my phone, but our producer, Cousin Dan, who is a massive fan of you both, and um, they send their love. Unfortunately, they're in the midst of opening a pub and they couldn't get cover for bar cover for tonight and it's a Thursday night. So you know what it's like. You've been out, I'm sure. However, if you're ever um, up north, there's a good night waiting for you. Yes, there place. really is. <laughs> Cousin Dan absolutely adores you. So um, uh, Cousin Dan wanted to ask a couple of questions sort of on, on this topic. Um, do you see, so... Uh, Cousin Dan is queer, non-binary. Um, do you see your story, as I did, that it was a story of non-binary joy rather than the usual queer narrative of alienation and suffering? Definitely. I feel like uh, it's, it's weird because when we went into the show, we thought, and we got briefed by the producers cameraman um we even spoke to um welfare and because of what we stood for we thought that we would get the most hate we'd rough the people's feathers and it would be very very 50 50 where people liked us or absolutely hated us Um, but once we watched the show and watched um all of our amazing moments so many people messaged us and said that we were such good representation because we get like we it's not like we don't get queer representation on TV, but it's not always positive. 
we don't really get that happy ever after. Right. Drama, something's gone wrong. Um, But no, a lot of people have reached out to us and said, like, thank you for giving the queer community such a good representation. Um, And especially the trans community with what's going on in the UK with Rishi Sunak at the moment. Uh, It's just, I think it's now or never. We need to, we need more um, trans representation. And it's nice to see that um, Big Brother's got um, Hallie on there at the moment and like Married First Sight has got, um, oh, why can't I think of a name off the top of my head? Um, We've not been watching this series of yeah. Um just, just We'll get to it, won't we? We're huge Married at First Sight Australia fans, but yeah, we love Married at First Sight. We Australia. will get to it, but we've not. Don't don't spoil it for <laughs> us because <laughs> we will get to it. We will get to it. But yeah, there are there are a lot more trans people on these shows at the moment. But quite often, the storyline is. Will this person accept me? Will yeah. their family? And I know there was a little bit of that <coughs> for you, but it was sort of quite, not that it should be quickly resolved, but almost like from the viewer's point of view, yeah. immediately there was love. Yeah. And, it, and, and it's just refreshing. I'm not saying that's everyone's experience. Right. But it but, is some people's experience. Yeah. Like being queer isn't a curse, you know? We, but like it, the stories are always so fraught. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for us, um, obviously, when you um, when you watch the show, everything's cut down so much. Yeah. Um, right. Um, everyone's stories have been filmed over like a, we, we all film for different um, periods of time. Me and Matt filmed over a year, like just under a year. Right. Wow. What we saw was just tiny, tiny little bits of what happened. Um, we actually signed to the show. Um, I think we'd been together for a, a month when we actually wow. applied for the show. Um, we'd only met each other twice. Wow. The, third, the, the time where you saw... Um, sorry. Um, time where you saw us meeting at the airport, um, that was the third time we'd ever met each other. Um, oh my God. So you watched our story the whole way through. Um, but the amount of stress that wasn't shown on the, on the show of, because um, I, I stayed there for like six weeks at a time. Every time I was in Turkey, I was there for six weeks. <laughs> 
and it would just be me and his mum in the house. And sometimes she'd get very like, oh, so my, my Turkish name is Shema. She'd be like, oh, Shema, I love you in Turkish. But she would touch my face. Right. And it, it used to make me so paranoid. I'm thinking, oh, my God, does she know? Is yeah. she trying to feel for something? Um, and it was just like little things of like waking up in the morning and making sure like I put on like a slightly higher voice so I wasn't outed. Because um, Matt and his sister had always said, like, we can't tell my parents. Like, they yeah. won't go down well. Um, and Matt even, like, Matt, your sister even said that um, if we told your dad, it might cause uh, his dad to have a heart attack. So all that stress was on me for, oh, my God, like, eight months. That like every day I'd wake up thinking, oh, my God, is today the day? Um, and when we met new family members, I'm thinking, oh, my God, like make sure I've, sh- and I used to shave sometimes twice a day. Um, I used to, have, I've had laser and I used to wax before I went, but I still get a bit of facial hair. Yeah. Um, but I would shave everything until the point I was red raw, just so I didn't get found out. Um, <sighs> so what you saw, even though the outcome was so amazing and your mom took it so beautifully, like you don't see the whole stress of like how intense it was every day. I can imagine. Secret. I mean, I say I can imagine, but I can't. That's the thing. I I've never had anything that I feel I have to hide. And and I you're madly in love with this guy, you know, but most people don't have the risk that that could just be taken away. Like that. Yeah. That's terrifying. I guess and and let me know if you don't want me to ask this and I I hope it's not an unreasonable thing or a, a, a not okay thing to ask, but the story as it was presented was Shane very much like your kind of story there. But Mer, had 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 you already like come out to your sister, but not your parents? But what did they think? Um, I, I guess the story was more about will they accept you, but was there a story about them accepting? Mert as as well, Shane. No, so you haven't come out as bi to your parents, have you? Like your your sisters know, yeah. Um, but nobody else knows in the family. Just my family helps my father, my mom. Oh, your mom and dad do now. Yeah, but you're bi. What? But you're bi. Bisexual. Yeah, yeah. Are oh, they do now? Yeah, I reckon. You think so? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we're not going to tell them. Why? <laughs> why two sisters now? Well, uh, I am bisexual, right? Uh, Emel and RJ, uh, but I'm not telling anyone. Are you okay talking um, about it? Because I I don't want to talk about anything that people don't want to talk two, about. My two sisters know about uh, I'm bisexual, but I ex- I have uh, telling my family about Shane Jordan. Or... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like he talks about it on TikTok and on Instagram. Right, right. he's he's fine telling the world that he's bi. Okay, um, I just so like I think you're just worried how your parents would view you, even though like they viewed me fine. I think it's a different thing when, even though it was our secret together, it was like a double-ended secret. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I was saying. It was presented very much of kind of your perspective. Yeah, which which makes sense. Like it's the UK show and. I, in a sense, you're the hero, and you know. Um, so yeah, but I, I was always thinking, you know, the stakes are really high for Mert in this yeah. as well, you know. But Mert's always so damn. 
there's such a kindness. I, I, I know like occasionally you would get kind of, you know, anxious on the show or a little bit stressed and stuff, but I think you're cool as a cucumber guy. There's, there's just this beautiful serenity about you. I have all that machine up. <laughs> I have all that. I have all, all of my life. I know I'm always positive person. Never, I don't know that if, if just for example, uh, if I am meeting with someone, if this one give me negative, I directly leave it. I'm not being friends with this one because yeah, no, I don't like. Yeah, I need always positive. Keep going. But that used to that used to cause us to have arguments in Turkey. So obviously, like I'm not used to like the Turkish culture. Um, yeah, like obviously your parents are very like strict Muslims. I'm not accustomed to um, this sort of way of life and how things work, especially with religion and what would happen if they found out. And I was so worried. Like, and my mum even said she said on the show, like, what happens if you come back in a body bag? What if yeah. they find out? Are you going to get beaten up? Are you going to get killed? And I used to say these things to Matt, and I'm like, what happens if someone finds out? Like, what are they going to say? Like, if they find out, they find out. Like, and he was just so calm about it. And I'm like, how can you be this calm? But it used to frustrate me because like, I live my inside. Yeah, but I used to say to you, like, this is making me so stressed. Like, I, I think what I tried to explain to Matt is, and I used to get snappy with him sometimes in Turkey because when you're trying to, even though I was being myself, I was trying to hide parts of myself and you become mm. like this persona um, that you're trying to like, let make people see you as. And it becomes so draining when you're doing it hour after hour, day in, day out for six weeks on the trot. Like you're playing, I don't like to say you're playing this character, but people see you as this certain character that you have to live up to, even though, 90% of that is you, but you're changing things, you're changing, like, um, how how I would speak, what I was wearing, um, how I would sit, different things like that. Um, and it used to just get so draining. And Matt was like, it'll just be fine. And I'm like, it's not going to be fine. I'm stressed. But he was right. Yeah. there. Uh, but we all do that to some degree. But like there is. We meet, like the friends and family, we all try and sort of, but obviously it's a much more enhanced version of that. Yeah. And I, I, I can... This is not in any way, you know, an equal thing, but I, I'm autistic and me trying to be a normal person and, uh, like anytime I go to a party or, or I'm out or whatever, any situation where, um, and I work in the legal field as well. So especially when I'm in court, um, I'm constantly, and I don't know if you had this a similar experience, Shane, but it was like there was me and then there's the me that's watching me going, you know, don't do that weird thing with your hands. Yeah. You know, sit, sit up straight. Uh, don't talk like that. Like make the right kind of eye contact, but not too intense eye contact. Don't talk too loud, you know, t speak softly because the, you, do you know what I mean? And that's exactly the same. Like, and that I, is, I, I, yeah. I tried to make too much eye contact because I wouldn't want people looking at my face thinking, oh, is, is, is that a man or is that a woman? Is trans? Like, is she trans? I didn't want that eye contact. Yeah. So especially with a lot of your family that I'd never met before. Um, they were very inquisitive. They wanted to talk and like, I know a bit of Turkish, but, um, 
the Turkish language is a very, it's more of a husky, more of a deep bassy language. Um, right. And I didn't want to speak in Turkish because it was going to give the game away. So I, <laughs> like, really squeaky English voice, just hoping that no one would speak Aww. to me. Um, that at the end, and I should have just believed you that it all will be fine. But when you're in that situation, you just don't know. When your other, well, when your fiance doesn't know what's going to happen, um, and you're in a different country, like with different rules, different views on things, it is scary. Um, but it worked out all well in the end. And did any of um, Mert? How did how did your past relationships? kind of before you met Shane, do you feel like the relationships that you had before being with Shane changed the way that you related to her? Like how, what, what did you both, and I guess it is, it's, it is more a question for you both, but were there things, were there experiences that you had each gone through separately in the past that you felt kind of brought you closer together? Do you understand the yeah. to like? I know it's a really long. I'm I'm sorry. I'm bad at phrasing things sometimes. So, like when you had relationships beforehand, uh, like is there things that happened in your relationships that made you, when we got together, um, understand both of us more? Like, did you? Uh, oh, you understood. I didn't even need to do that. <laughs> you know, she's, she's, thinking, she's, she's thinking oh, I can't speak English. Well, you just right? a bit puzzled. You just like, <laughs> like does, that. no. She just she he just likes to to put you through the work. He does that to yes. me all the time. I do do that. Yeah. We have so many unnecessary sound checks. It drives me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have uh, how I said in the film. Man, I have more uh, girlfriend in my life, but uh, I want just. The uh, true love, mm-hmm. find true love, but in my, uh, when I have uh, spent time with all this, my girlfriend before Shane, just they were with me just for money. Uh, I got a uh, beautiful, very nice house in the my country, Istanbul, the uh, few residents, uh, just. They want they with me uh coming to using you. Yeah, using me, uh come to my house, that spend time uh with me just Yeah. Just for this nothing for true love. Then right. when we have a meeting, first night we have more cry, then we spend five days. That uh, I have taken my insight. I said, this is being true, maybe. Maybe, yeah, I can uh, accept this. Then we stop. So how did you, have you always been able to, to trust your heart in that way? Always. Or always? Always. So, so you've had that. Or everything. Yeah, because, uh, because we are, we are aware how uh, if you truly thinking and listening your heart, your heart absolutely giving you answer. 
giving your answer uh, not need anything. Just uh, listen to your heart for everything. For job, for family, for your husband, for your child, for everything. Just pray and believe your heart. Because yeah, your heart. I'm not talking about any religion, any religion, because my family, very Muslim, but. I'm just human. My my God, my heart. My religion, my heart as well. I don't have God. I don't have any religion. I have respect for all the religion, for all the humanity, for all the uh, the people. But just listen to your heart. All the truth. All like. Not need God. Not need religion. Not not need anything. We all love Murtabit, don't we? We, but we loved you from but the I, beginning. We did, like That's we really thing. did. We, I, uh, I know at the start, the way and again edits, blah blah blah. I know it was presented because there was the birthday drinks, <laughs> right, and all of that. So, like at the start, we were meant to think, and I was like, oh no, it's another You're person. So worried, person from a Muslim country yeah, being a bit because controlling. I can't be with yeah, that storyline. we're I'm so just, tired of that. Being yeah, there, we've seen it time that. and time again. Thank you so much. And I was like, oh god, it's this again. But I felt, look, you can say, and th- we don't need to go into massive detail. That was a little overstated, I think. Right, a little bit. No, that or, was, that was awful. That was full blown us. We. You saw on the show probably three minutes of a two-hour script. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So what actually happened was it was a beautiful day. So Matt, it was my birthday. Um, Matt had bought me a cake and he was at work and he got this cake delivered to his work and he FaceTimed me and they all had cake for me. Uh, I remember the ladybug cake. Yeah. That was so cute. Quiet. <laughs> I woke up in the morning and I Matt wasn't with me. I wasn't in Turkey and I was just feeling like really sad and I cried and cried and cried. Got myself together. And then you gave me the ladybug cake. Then I cried again, pulled myself together, went for a nice meal. And um I don't know how much I can actually say about this. Something happened while we were recording. Um, the birthday meal scene. We were just setting up and Matt rang me and he saw somebody in the background, which was the waiter, right? Yeah. was the waiter. And that's when it all started to kick off because he thought we were sat at a table with a different man. And he was texting me, texting mum. And all oh. the moment, so I had to turn my phone off. You were going absolutely crazy, weren't you? And... Um, <laughs> one of them's just ringing me saying look stop ringing we're having a nice meal it's the bath it's our birthday um and then after that me, me my mum and grace had gone for a couple of drinks and we were in the pub and he was already wound up thinking he was like who was that man who was that man and i was like it was the waiter he was asking for our drink. He was like, no, no, he was sat with you. I said, no, he wasn't. Oh, okay. And because he was so like, all right, we've got to put the phone down, blah, blah, blah. He'd seen that. And then we went into the pub and he'd never been into England. He like, doesn't know the pub culture. And, right. Um, he just saw, like, me and my friend, it was just me and my friend Grace then, and, like, there was loads of guys on the jukebox and the fruit machine behind us. And you just got a little bit paranoid, didn't you? Yeah, I'm, 
yeah, you got jealous and you got paranoid. And then I ended up crying and crying and crying. Um, and then the next day, I, I, you could see, like, I just drank my way through the the rest of the night. I went home and I just, like, I think I went back to Grace's house, actually. And um, when we got back to mine in the morning, I was so hungover. And um, we were actually meant to be doing Grace's hair. So I was meant to be doing Grace's hair. Um, and then you rang me. Um, I think, well, Grace was making a cup of tea or something. Go, yeah. And yes. I just thought, right, okay, I'm going to tell him how I feel and he's going to apologise. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, this is your fault, this is your fault. And then, like, you obviously seem like a bit of a clip. But the, my psychotic side fully came out because I was so hungover and I was just screaming down the phone at him, how can you not see that this is your fault? You made me cry. Um, but since you cut to the UK, like you love the pub now, and I think within right now, I tell him, please come. We're going to off. Yeah, we're going to the pub now. No, babe. She telling me no. I don't want to go into Yeah, when he first got to the UK, I did get a very, a very big heartfelt apology. Um, he said, like, I, I'm in England. I understand, like the pub, like those men weren't like there with you. There was just right. going on. And like as yeah. soon as you came to a pub and you were in England, that like, you understood and you did give me a bigger apology. Um, but I think, again, it was just like women in Turkey, especially like because obviously Matt's family is Kurdish. Kurdish culture is very different to Turkish culture. Yeah. Um, and you won't normally see um, women going out by themselves in an all-male environment. Um, getting drunk sort of thing. So I think for you, it was a big culture shock. You didn't understand it. Um, but now he's like, come on, babe, have a drink. Come on, go out, come out. Come <laughs> um, I think another one of the things that I, and I think everyone loved about Mer is with these shows, it, it can, there's one of two things that can be brilliant, right? When someone comes over and they hate it, right? I'm currently, and again, you're not watching like the other 90 day, but I'm loving Jasmine clowning on Michigan. It's a joy. Right? Yeah. 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 But I also really love it when people come and are happy. <laughs> and and like, I, I felt straight away, like there was none of this, oh, I don't like it. Oh, it's too cold. That, there was just, again, it's what you always get, I think, from Merp, which is just this sort of warm acceptance of everything. It and- was hilarious when you were in the water, Mert, though, and <laughs> you were set, and you were like, in my <laughs> country, what? the water is crystal clear and you can yeah. see to the bottom. And in this country, it's dark. And then... I'm going to get eaten by a shark. That is the best water in the country. As well. I know, I know. That's yeah. as good. And that, and yeah. those beaches as well. It's like, yeah, I but mean. I, I think the scene that moved me more than anything, and, and again, this is what I really love when people come. Not that I'm like, I want people to come and be like, oh, this is so fantastic. But uh, when you looked around like the flat, the, I, are you guys still in that same place? Yeah, yeah, we're still at yeah, house, yeah. yeah. So it was your first ever house, like a two up, two down. Yeah, that's right. It's a house, isn't it? Um, and just the, it was nothing to do in any way with, it wasn't transactional, right? Which you sometimes get on shows like this. But it was just, there was just joy. And it was so moving to see like you be 
appreciative of like the work that Shane had done to find this and just I could see the happiness you were going to have in that home I don't think I've ever seen that on one of these shows no we both cried yeah we sobbed because it it, it's like when you you could just feel the significance of that moment almost as much as the significance you know, of, of your wedding, just that moment of, of that home, that first home that you were going to live in and share together that you had both. I mean, I'm sure when you were growing up, neither of you could have imagined that you would have that. And that, that's something that you, that, you know, you've, you've talked about a lot, Shane, and, and you brought up in, in this quote, which was my favorite. Um, I'm really sorry because I've, I, I'm, I'm so like, a lot of people think autistic women in particular just have no emotions and it's the total opposite. It's like every emotion all at once hitting so hard. Um, you said Maeve, Maeve, you said Maeve is the bravest, (laughs) like who's Maeve? Right. Sorry. Mert is the bravest man I have ever known. He loves me for being me. He is equally proud to be mine. And he's not scared or worried about being seen with me. And I think, Mert, I think you are unbelievably brave. But not for the reasons maybe that someone who doesn't, who hasn't seen you on the show might say. Like... You love someone with all your heart and so completely, and you hold nothing back. And it was such a privilege to have you on the show and and to be from your background, because like we've said many times on the show, we've we've had men from men who are Muslim, who are from Turkey, and, and you know, they hold back a lot because that's in your culture and you're taught to hold back. And you gave us everything when you gave everything to Shane. Because maybe and, our friendship, I never know what's going on, what or maybe I'm going to like. I don't, <sighs> I'm not scared about country. Yeah, I'm from Turkey, but I'm not scared. Yeah, of course. I didn't stay. I did spend time with my wife. Bit very nice time. I did give time for my beautiful. Well, another another time that I I guess that we saw where people might have thought it was a bit like the birthday thing was like at at the party before the wedding. Can we sit in that really lovely moment for just for another? (laughs) Oh, I'm staying in it for the next month. I'm staying in it for the next month. I just, I wanted to thank, I mean, thank you both, but thank you, Mert, for being that person that Shane knows you are because that, that courage isn't just what you've given to her. It's what you gave to the audience. You held nothing back. But and it, and it was so clear. Sorry, now what we I can... was going to say was completely relevant. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I wasn't changing the subject. <laughs> was was after the thing with your mum when she drove away, Shane? Yeah, and we, we need to know what happened there. Um, 
you know, Mo was really upset, but the way we saw that was it was exactly the devotion that Michelle was talking about there, which was like he would take a bullet for you. And and all I saw in that scene, I wasn't seeing a guy who was being kind of, you know, dramatic for no reason or starting trouble or anything. I just saw someone who was like, you know, the the person I love is is suffering and I'm not having it. And I actually thought that was incredibly romantic. Um, and I know some people didn't necessarily feel it. They'd be like, oh, he's back to how he was on the birthday. But no, 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 that isn't what I saw at all. I saw you as like, this person is like, we must have peace. Yeah. And I can't just turn a blind eye to it. Um, do I help protect that? Bullet. Yeah. Yeah. So what what did happen? What What was with the show up and the pull away? <laughs> uh, sending? Yeah, so I explain you you don't you call me you're not going No what I'm gonna what I wanna do is set the scene <laughs> because what we saw on the show was just that little bit of the handle. Okay. So you remember all those things? True. Yeah. Yeah, just about like mum. Um so I think it was the day before we moved out into our new house. Um, me and my mum had crossed words. We were going to have like a very nice evening together. It was going to be our last night. Sit down, have some drinks, watch TV, have some nice dinner. Didn't end up that way. Um, I won't throw my mum under the bus. But uh, one thing led to another. Um, t- turned into a whole different ball game. Um, we nearly moved out that night. Uh, my mum swore to never speak to us again oh, and God. to never come to the house. Um, and then I don't think we spoke for five or six weeks afterwards. Wow. Uh, that is so your mother. That is yeah. so my mother. And it was only something <laughs> so small. It was over... <laughs> we were talking about cigarettes. It? it was over cigarettes. It was over something so stupid. Um, and different things, obviously, like I was moving out and um, my mum said that, it was basically over finances and she she wanted me to help pay for half of her bills and they said if you cut down on your cigarettes um you'd be fine because she goes through like two packets a day right Uh and it just stemmed from there it was so stupid looking back on it it was such a stupid thing to happen um but we got back on track mom said she wasn't going to be on the show uh we were fine with that which was sort of like on our separate ways and I think on two occasions, Matt and Mum had, me, Matt and Mum had fallen out, but mainly Matt and Mum um, before the wedding. So there was a time uh, at our house that she'd actually come round. It was very frosty. It was very awkward. Um, and it wasn't like a, a falling out. There was just, all three, they were just a bit spicy with each other. Um, and then when we were doing the wedding rehearsal of like the planning of the um, the decorations and how we were going to come down the aisle and trying everything out, I think it was that like two weeks before, um, there was another almighty argument that involved me, Matt, Mum and Grace. Um, and then I didn't think she was going to come to the, I didn't think she was going to come to the wedding. Fast forward to the Hindu. Uh, Mum said, "Yeah, that's fine. I know, like she hadn't been feeling well a couple, like a couple of days before, um, but she said to me, 'Yeah, I'll be there if I just pop down, blah blah.' 
And we were waiting for, uh, I think everyone had been there for sort of half an hour or so. And we were all getting, as you could see, we were getting ready for the photo. And she drove up and <laughs> my mom's, mine and my mum's friend and neighbour, Suzanne, got out of the car. And I was shouting, like, come on, mum, like, get in the photo. Come on, get in the photo. And she just didn't get out of the car. And then she just reversed back down the road. And I was like, oh, God. But I can understand because you said to me that... Uh, My family loved Yeah, your mum was near. She'd have loved to be here. Um, and that's what had upset you. I think what yeah, I... Yeah, I remember that. I, I found that really touching. Yeah. And what I yeah. got down, because I, I know when Matt gets something into his head, it's hard to... Um, Shift the mood. Yeah, shift the mood. Yeah. He sort of like holds on to that um, sort of mind frame. So I wanted us just to have a nice night and I wanted us to enjoy the people that were there. Um, and that's why I was a bit like, get off the phone. That's why I was so stressed with him. I was like, just forget about it. Don't let it. Because I've lived in one for 27 years. I know how to deal with my mom. My mom knows how to deal with me. I think when, when it's your mom, you know what to say, what not to say, when to leave it. Um, when I think other people don't always know, and I didn't want because it was two days before the wedding, I didn't want right. to really right. stir up um, and then not come. Um, but that was a boss move from your mum. <laughs> that was it's that like, was bold. It's, yeah, it's, it's not just not coming; it's coming and leaving without <laughs> without getting out of the car. Just yeah. It's a mic drop. And that's what I even said to her. I said, why didn't you just get out of the car, take a photo and say, guys, because I know she hadn't been feeling very well and she said that she had to finish off the decorating for yeah. the wedding. Yeah. So why did... Like, still, I thought about a month ago, I still had another argument about this. And I said, why didn't you just get out of the car and say, Look, guys, I'm really busy. I'll quickly have a photo. Um, I've got loads of things to do. Would love to be here. I'll see you all later. And she didn't want to be there, but no, she didn't yeah. get out. And it hurt me. <laughs> and even in like the master interviews, like it didn't make it onto the show. Um, when I was talking about this, I had a like not a full blown breakdown, but it really upset me. And I didn't cry on the day, but when I was talking about it days after it, like it really did upset me because it was one of those things that. I hopefully just want to get married once in my life. Um, yeah. My mum's 70 now, uh, so she's not getting any younger without being rude to my mum. Uh, she's got loads of health conditions, and I wanted her to be there. I wanted her to share that moment with us. Yeah. Um, and I still don't know the reason, because the reason that she keeps saying does change from time to time, and it never really stays. Classic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I... Their I, stories are never consistent. I felt never. for you... I, I I felt for the other brides too, but I felt for you in particular because when you're the bride, it is it, you're you're sold this idea that, and I this I've been married twice. Hopefully, this is the hopefully this is the last time. But second American wife, second British husband. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Uh, we have a type. We each have a type. Yeah. So the you're sold this idea that like, oh, today is all about you and you're going to be looked after and, and, you know, everything. And for some reason, the day being about you and it being your day 
suddenly like it, it it's almost like there's some virus in the air that turns everybody into like how can i make this about me yes. and and we had for our wedding i mean i i was really gutted that my that uh my brother and sister couldn't couldn't make it because we got married in England and there was like, you know, my sister's got a family and there were lots of other stuff yeah, going on. There was still on. a bunch of COVID stuff. It was, there we was had still... to cancel seven weddings before we yeah. actually finally did it. Yeah, because we got in, we got engaged in February of 2020. So it was literally like a month before COVID. And, and we all thought this is going to burn out, you know, after six months. But yeah, anyway... But the wedding for it, that April, it'll be Fine. It was, it, awesome. but it, awesome. it, it was a dream. It was a dream not having bridesmaids. Yeah. It was, a, I just had my friend's kids be the bridesmaids and everyone else could wear what they wanted. Yeah. You know, like it, and it, it was so nice, but that there is no other pressure like it in your entire life than the, than it being your day, you're responsible for everything. And especially when you're on a budget, that's magnified times a thousand. Yeah. Because then you're like, I'm sorry, the cake cutting fee? The fuck is that? You know, <laughs> you know there's all these things that you don't think of. Yeah. And then, but anyway, yeah, it was, it, we're so, so happy that it worked out for you all. So how are things now? How, how is day-to-day life? What does day-to-day life look like? A bit boring, really. Now, now we're out of summer. We had like loads of things to do in the summer. We were doing like projects in the garden uh, because we've got like a piece of land next to our house. That oh, lovely! I asked the landlord if we could take on. So, I'm I'm into like my gardening and tropical gardening and different things. So, I got used stacking in the summer, which he hated. He'd do like ten minutes of work and he'd be like, "Oh, I can't do this." (laughs) <laughs> uh, baby soft over, yeah. baby yeah. soft hands hands his feet baby soft I haven't done a day's work in his life but we did really well <laughs> um but like a dead horrible thing it's just like a normal day get up have breakfast um whether i've got some clients um you normally sometimes you're on sort of like your instagram different things go around and see family go for a walk. You like going into town. You like just wandering up and going shopping. So I'm right. I'm taking the cards. I'm going shopping. So I, I trust him with the card now. He hasn't come back with. <laughs> he hasn't bought Wagyu beef burgers and no, don't, caviar. Like the, this hat. That caviar was, I understood that. No, I got that too. Not, but not two weeks before a wedding. Sure. <laughs> like, um, so there's a question just uh, and we'll um i'm just aware of of time we don't want to take up too much of your evening but there's a question a series of questions that i uh ask all my guests yeah. and this is originally from an old show that w- that was done in america um so for each of you what is your favorite word Our favorite word um, oh, that's a hard one. Mm. What's your favorite word? I I have all of you. Say, I'm that's well, it's like it depends what context it is. Um, 
Oh, you've really stuck me now. You've really put me on the Just spot. Longer. Just one word. Yeah, yeah. It can't be five minutes. Yeah, uh, and and it's okay if uh, there's another question. That's what's your favorite curse word? So okay. we'll we'll get there. And actually, we can start off with that if you if if you prefer. Um, what's your favorite curse word? Well, each of you. I've got like two. I've got one that I use. One, just one. I've got well. One that's slightly PC and one that's really, really not PC. That's fine. We uh, we can bleep anything. I like me and my friends. Like we're a younger generation of like UK culture, and I know like we're very naughty. But we used to see word all the time. All the time. Yeah, that's something Americans are very like. Not, I mean, I've been here for fifteen years, so I'm getting used to it more but it um, still shocks yeah. me every time i hear it loud, as an insult as like something nice like you're yeah, yeah uh, like what are you doing here uh, just chuck it into like everyday sentences and i know yeah. like for a lot of people that it is it is completely this the worst word ever but i do like the word dickhead like, i always like you dickhead <laughs> but dickhead can be affectionate as yeah, well right? like when we, yeah. we were paddleboarding and i was like where are you going dickhead like are you going to the like, <laughs> um but no i think that was i don't know what my like i'd say my actual favorite word is sure i'm gonna sound really cheesy here and i've still not got quite used to saying this word yet it's husband i really used to say the field say that for a long time, when me and Matt had just got married, I kept introducing him as my fiance, and I kept, oh no, 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 it's my husband, and it just sounds so weird. Um, but that's something that I never thought I'd have. I never thought I'd ever have a husband. So I'd say, yeah. oh, uh, cool, John. What me is my my favorite word is husband, cool, John, which is like Turkish word. Has been Yeah. What's your favorite word, Mer? What's your favorite word in English? Sky. Sky. That's fantastic. What a good choice. What a great choice. Great choice. What is what is your least favorite word? Moist. People don't like moist. Very common. We were discussing this the other day. Michelle's strangely okay with moist. It, it doesn't bother it doesn't me, but bother there's you. plenty of other words that do. No, so. no. <laughs> yeah, just so I didn't even why, have why I said sky, because more than the color blue, uh, a sky uh, with no end. A sky with no end. Great poetic. I know, it's so poetic. What's your favorite swear word, babe? Swear? Yeah. What's your, What's your favorite bad word? Yeah, bad. Like swearing, like I said, dickhead. Can't. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. Is there a good Turkish swear? Actually, here's the thing. Yes. David okay. Severus, the writer, used to ask people at his shows um, if you want I, to. I have. I still ask me. I have. In the tell I have. If, you, if you're looking. Perfect. You can find <laughs> swear in Turkish. Yeah, in the towel. Yeah. Do they have a really good like? What, what's so the I'll best give you. Yeah. I'll give you an example. Yeah. So in certain parts of of Latin America, and for lots of reasons, we we grew up speaking Spanish in my house and and English. My parents are both white. I'm the as you can see very white, but my parents lived 
in El Salvador before they were married. And um, my dad's favorite, and this is very on PC, but my dad's favorite uh, insult in Spanish is I shit in the whore that gave birth to you. <laughs> that's the, that's what it translates to in Spanish. Is, is there like an insult in Turkish that's really nasty like that? <laughs> So like I'm gonna queen, I'm gonna queen, I'm gonna queen, I'm gonna fuck, uh, fuck your pussy, I fuck your pussy, me, I'm gonna queen. Because she said that. Sizi almana kolumu çocuğu, me, shut the fuck up, motherfucker, bitch son. Oh, that's hot. Can you can you say it again? <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to. I'm not going to But that's sorted. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd love that. Um, what What turns you on, creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Do you want to answer this fast? You first. Ah, uh, okay. You get to it. Um. What was the options again? <laughs> what what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Emotionally, uh, I wouldn't say turns me on, but like when we me and Matt first met, is the vulnerability was mm. real, um, a positive to me. I wouldn't say it turned me on that it was vulnerable. I think that's a bit weird to say, um, but it was just so heartwarming that he showed his vulnerability he wasn't afraid to cry in front of me that was like the first day um and i like well you turn me on when you get all shouty to be fair like when he shouts like that i'm like oh (laughs) does it for me (laughs) um what about you what um what turns you on like it's all like up here Uh, in your heart and uh, in your junior (laughs) Helen, <laughs> turn me, <coughs> turn you off. What what excites you? What 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 makes you passionate? Excited. I'm everyday excited. But if uh, she she not give me five minutes, uh, needed one week. I'm more sad. <laughs> she telling me I'm sick. I'm pain. This this. We're talking about things. We're going to be talking about things that make you excited, darling. No, the things that make you sad. <laughs> He's sad when he doesn't get excited. Yeah, that is perfectly what I, reasonable. What I said was like, what like I loved about you, what what drew me in, and what my heart fell in love with was when we first met, and you have cried, and I love you when you're all strong, and I get a little bit horny. When you shouting at propos, <laughs> what? When we are propos, yeah, yeah. This propos. Why I putting your finger, finger in the ring? Okay, what do you wait? <laughs> I think we get off topic now. I didn't catch that. <laughs> what? What was that? that? Propos. <laughs> when I have propos, uh huh. In the board, private board. When I uh, share, telling Shane, will you marry my baby? She said yes. When she said yes, I have. Put a ring in the she's uh, ring finger. 
I am this time a wack. My junior wack. Wag. Do we mean? Are we saying there was a, like a twitch? That is that what, yeah, that's that? what he's trying to say. That is a no. He was saying st- his junior wake. Oh, it like woke. To junior Matt. Junior Matt. I am Matt. Junior Matt. Wake. <laughs> we have a lot of code words for things. So as you can, that's Junior Matt down there. I love that. We we have we have that too. We t- we talk about you you have your five five minutes. Your five minutes. We yeah. call it we call it the draining. Yeah. Draining. yeah. <laughs> sometimes you just need to be sometimes drained. you just need to be drained. Neither of us have been drained for, draining. for too long. So yeah, we, we draining. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh yeah, draining. It's it's not very sexy, I admit. Um, what sound or noise do you love? Sound or noise? Oh, like I love the sound of rain. Like, oh, you know, I love a thunderstorm. Not just mm. like little bits of rain. I like full blown. The house is coming down. Rain. Yeah. Um, like what do you like sound wise? And this is going to sound cheesy as well. Because uh, I'm full of cheese. Violet. What? Violet. Violet. You like violet. the sound of violets? Yeah. I love a cello. Oh, I, love lo- a cello. I love the sound of a cello. I've always wanted to. Violet, really. Maybe in here, uh, people doing different with violin, but my country really different. Uh, Taking uh, taking your feeling, you going to your back life, then coming back. Very nice. Yeah, like a violin speaker. Yeah, I like that too. Not when I play it, you wouldn't. What's <laughs> what sound or noise do you hate? Nails down a chalkboard. That is just like top number one. Well, yeah. What noise do you hate more? Top number one. I. He hates the sound of my acrylics on my phone. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously, good, like, good. so when I'm texting, I think you can hear this, like, like, yeah, I'm sat texting like this, and especially like if I'm trying to text fast, it gets louder and louder if I'm angry texting. That's so what actually said to me last night. He was like, for God's sake. He was like, next time you go to the nail salon, just don't put any nails on. And I was like, why? He was like, I can't deal with the noise of the tapping every day. So, no, apparently this time I really got to go for short nails or no nails for a while. Yeah, yeah. This is normal. Not, I mean, they are very long this time. Like, they are yeah, they are long. long. They're very beautiful. They're very, very nice. Long. Yeah, I'm jealous. I, I, I can never keep them on. That's the thing. I always end up chipping them. Like no matter what I do, but like immediately, like on the way home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Every time she always comes in the house, and there's one missing. It's like, well, why did I bother doing that? Dad, how has that happened? Uh, sorry, she can't cook, she can't washing, she can't do anything. I am like chain slave. I do, I do. Right, that's why you do it. I have been cooking. I have. Clean all the halves every day. Your nose is going to get bigger like black yeah. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> um, one last one. What's your... Yes. So, well, there's two... So we'll, we'll, we'll quickly do these. Right. What profession other than your own... So what job... Man. 
other than what you do now, would you like to try? Oh. Um. I I, I, I'm going to throw in like an in between this guy and say I want to be a dolphin trainer. (laughs) Oh, I like that. Are you sure? What about you, Mert? I'm just saying there is dark stuff about dolphins. Yeah, they're horny little buggers. They are, aren't they, sire? They are the sex pests of the deep. They are, yeah. Maybe that's why they need training, though. Yeah, probably. Yeah. What job would you like to do, Mert? I can train him. I can train a dolphin. What would you like if you had a if you could choose a job? What would you do? Still, I want. Uh, I am. I am totally twenty years. I am barber. Uh, mm-hmm. Not once. Uh, or some barber in the UK. If you wanted, if you were, if you were going to try a different job, no, I won't. You don't want to try the. Yeah. But again, I love that. I love that too. He loves what he does because That's... I'm twenty. Still, I'm twenty nine years old. Well, no, I'm no, like twenty eight. Twenty nine years. No, you're not. You don't know. <laughs> twenty eight. <laughs> Okay, I'm 28 years. I am totally 20 uh, years. I'm barber. I want the barber, but I want to open here. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Again, it's the fellow's heart, right? Of course. What, he would never have done something yeah, that he didn't want to do. Something right? different. What I need. Because right? perfect. I have worked in Dubai. I have worked in Qatar, Saudi Arabia. Uh, I'm number one in my job, in the barber. Why I need trying different? I don't know. I don't know what. <sighs> we all need to be a bit more mert. We all need to be a bit more mert. We do. Yeah. Like, do your last one. Be nice. Yeah. Let these lovebirds get back to so, the minutes. So, um, if heaven exists, yeah, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive? So if if heaven real, yeah. Um, if you go into heaven, yeah, uh, and you can, um, what do you want God to say to you when you walk in? Just, uh, just you also, please. But mine's gonna be really stupid. I don't know. Like yeah. mine's just gonna be funny because oh look, I don't know. Meta, meta. We nearly one hour, thirty minutes. I'm here. Many times, but I, I told just listen to your heart, listen to your heart, then give me your answer. Okay. If I go to heaven, um, this is God's honest truth. If I go to heaven, I'd like to, God to tell me that there's a free bar there. <laughs> Love it. Love it. <clears throat> and I don't get fat from drinking pints. That would be the dream. Sweet. <laughs> and Mert. Uh, heaven and fire, hell, 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 or are going to hell or heaven? Doesn't matter, but if God uh, wants to talk to me, yeah, what would he say when you come in through the door? Just I want God saying to me, never know where is your mom and your father or dad. Two different sorts of people here, isn't that? But <laughs> <laughs> how beautifully you fit together. Yes, and what a beautiful and um is there is there anything that I mean tell us where to follow you? Tell us I mean this is 
Now we, that we've done the serious bit. You, you might not be able to answer this. Mm-hmm. Are we going to see you again? So uh, we can we can answer this. Uh, okay. Oh. A um, disco- we had a discussion with Discovery and they said because uh, our journey finished on such a high and mm. they didn't think that there was much more to film with us so they wouldn't be taking us on to another series. So right. well, okay. foreseeable, I don't think you'll see us on 90 Days. Um, okay. For a while. You never know. Maybe something will pop up in the future. Um, if it does pop up and they give us a ring, we definitely would say yes. Um, but yeah, so we're opening up a Pride event at Birmingham Black Rocks Theatre um, on the 8th of June next year. So we're with- Oh, Great. congratulations. Um, That's amazing. We'll be having like a meet and greet. We'll have like, we'll be talking in like a panel, giving our sort of stories, different things like that. Um, there'll be a chance for like photos, both autographs, there might be some merch there. Um, so yeah, there'll, there'll be, there's a lot of things in the planning stages. We're planning at the moment some funny Shane and Mer- merch. Um, I don't know if any of you saw a little like glimpse of it on my Instagram yesterday. You have to spell merch with a T. Yeah, you do. You know it has that, to be right? Merch yeah, merchandise. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll put the links to your YouTube channel yeah. and your Instagram and anything else. We thank you so much. This is, I mean, we could have talked to you easily for another two hours. You're so generous with your time and, and your hearts and your story. It really was an absolute joy to to watch you and to get to chat to you and the next time anytime you're in london we'll meet you anywhere and buy you a drink we just adore you both i will buy you a pint that won't make you fat (laughs) (laughs) i'll find that magic pint (laughs) Um, guys so much guys thank you from the bottom of our hearts and all our listeners as well like no one had a bad word to say no no so rare (laughs) just so rare So we adore you. Thank you so, 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 so much. And as we always say at the end of our pods, we will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.